بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم لا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلی العظیم الحمد لله رب العالمین وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين This is the third session on self-building the advanced. We said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala characterizes himself as being the light. Allahu nur as-samawat wal-ard. But everything also created by Allah has light. So we have two types of light. The light which is created, the light which is creator. The light which is the creator, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is infinite. And therefore, no darkness can be imagined with that infinite light. Of course, you remember, we said darkness is not something real. Darkness is indeed lack of some degree of light. So, Allah is the perfect light, is the infinite light. There is no darkness in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when we come down from this hierarchy of the lights, then the light gradually becomes weaker and weaker. And you can say that then, in a sense, darkness is becoming more and more. And when we reach the bottom of this hierarchy or like this pyramid, then in the bottom, the darkness is the maximum and the light is little. But nothing in this world, nothing in the world of creation is infinitely dark or without light because every being has some light. Then in our, this is in what we have in the Quran, in our hadith and our du'as and our supplications, we have lots of reference to this point, and inshallah gradually we will talk about them. Here I would like to draw your attention to one passage in Dua Joshan Kabir, that is the passage 47. You know, this Dua has 100 different passages, and in each passage we invocate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through 10 names. So altogether is 1,000. This is passage 47. And there are 10 names of Allah all about light. Ya Nur and Nur. All the light of the lights. Nur and Nur. The second Nur is the created light. The first is the creating light. So you are the light which creates the rest of the lights. Ya Munavranur. You are the one that makes them light. 
So, not only you are the most perfect light, you are the light which initiates, but also you are the one that whatever they have comes from you, and you are the one that has made them light. Ya khaliq al-nur, you have created the light. Ya mudabbar al-nur, you are the one who manages every other light. Everything is under Allah's management and Allah's control. Ya muqaddir al-nur, you are the one who decides the measure of light for everything. How much light every being has. And how much light, as inshallah we'll talk, every action can have. If you have a good action, if you have good uh, thought, good belief, how much light it creates and generates. Ya nura kull nur. Oh, the light of every light. So every light is in need of you for being light. Like, you know, moon. Moon, especially in the middle of the month, is very much shining. But this light is not from the moon. This light comes from sun. And it's just reflected by moon. Ya nuran qabla kull nur. The nur, the light which existed before any other light. Of course, this before doesn't mean necessarily before in time, it means before in order. Because even when there was no time, Allah existed. And you know that Allah is not subject to past, present, future. But this is the light which exists before every light and after every light. Ya nuran ba'da kull nur. Ya nuran fawqa kull nur. The light which is above and superior to any light. And finally, Ya nuran laysa kamithlihi nur. The light that has no similar. Nothing can be taken as similar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whatever we say about Allah in the end, we have to be careful that these are not really descriptions of Allah's nature or Allah's essence. We try to have some idea, but as we have in Hadith, كُلَّمَا مَيَّزْتُمُوهُ بِأَوْهَامِكُمْ فِي أَدَقَّ مَعَانِيهِ فَهُوَ مَخْلُوقٌ مِثْلُكُمْ مَرْدُودٌ إِلَيْكُمْ Whatever we try... To be very careful in our articulation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the end that is not Allah. In the end that imagination and our creation. Imam Ali in Nahjul Balagha says. If you ask an ant to describe Allah. What would that ant you know, think about Allah? He thinks that Allah is a giant ant. With very two big you know, antennas you know, that they have. So, we human beings, when we try to understand Allah, because we are very limited, so we think Allah is a superhuman being, for example. Although Allah is far beyond any 
think that we imagine or discuss. Allahu Akbar men an Yusuf. Allah is greater than being described and characterized by us. Anyway, this is about Allah being the light. Then, in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He has right in the creation of this world created light and has put darkness. Of course, in the sense that we explain. For example, in Surat An'am, you are all familiar with Surat An'am, especially sisters, you know, if they have these sessions of Khatma An'am, they know the Surat An'am. This is a very important chapter with very profound ideas. In the first ayah, in the first verse of Surat An'am, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alhamdulillah alladhi, you have it in the first page of the handout yesterday. Alhamdulillah alladhi khalaqa samawati wal ardh. All praise is due to Allah who created the heavens and the earth. So he created the heavens and the earth. This is about the creation. Waja'ala dhulumati wal nur. And he has made, he has put light and darkness. So right after talking about the creation, Allah talks about giving light to whatever has been created. So anything which is created has some light or relatively some darkness. ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِرَبِّهِمْ but unfortunately, the people who have disbelieved in their Lord, they try to associate some partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So light and darkness are two real things. As we said yesterday, these are not metaphorical. These are real. Really, really everything has some light. Even on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that everything would have some light and that light of course would be manifest to the extent that this earth, our planet, which today is in need of light coming from sun, if there is no sun we are in dark uh, situation on the day of judgment the light that the earth has from Allah would start illuminating and shining this is in Surah Zumar number 69 Surah Zumar is chapter 39 so in Surah Zumar number 69 which is on the first page of the handout also أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وأشرقت الأرض بنور ربها. In that day, the earth shines and illuminates with the light which comes from its Lord. So even the earth would be 
illuminating. So there is no need for electricity, there is no need for power plants or for sun. The earth by itself would be shining. Okay, this is as far as the creation is concerned. And I also mentioned yesterday the passage from Dua Ekumail. وَبِنُورَ وَجْهِكَ الَّذِي أَضَاءَ لَهُ كُلُّ شَيْءٍ The light which comes from Allah has made everything to be shining. But we also have in other places. For example, in Dua Ahd. In the first few lines, after maybe five, six lines, at the beginning of Dua Ahd, we have Asaluka Bismika Ladi Ashrakat Bihis Samawatu Wal Aradun. I ask you with your name which has caused the heavens and the earth to shine. So if the heavens, if the skies and the earth have light, it is because of one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which causes them to have this and unfortunately today we are not able to see this light but as I said on the day of judgment this becomes manifest and inshallah if Allah helps me and I don't forget I will talk about this light sometimes being hidden and sometimes this light is manifest okay So, let's now move to the light which concerns us human beings. So far, we have mostly been talking about the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the light which exists in everything created. Everything has some fixed amount or degree of light apart from human beings and gens who have free will. When it comes to human beings, we are faced with three states. The initial state is the state that we have when we are born or just before we are born because we believe that before an embryo is born it's already a human being after the spirit is created but normally we say by birth but indeed we should say by the creation of the spirit we have some light this light is the light of fitra Every human being when he is created, when he is born, he is born with God-given understanding of himself and God-given love for himself. I mean God the Almighty. And this is why we have in this hadith kullu mawludan yuladu ala al-fitrah illa anna abawah 
Then it is the role of the environment, the parents, the schools, the friends, one's own decision later on to either remain loyal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or go for different directions. But initially, every person is born with some understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every person is born with some ability to distinguish between what is good and bad, what is right and wrong. This is why people are responsible. This is why people are held accountable for what they do. If we were not able to understand, so how could Allah expect us to be accountable? When a prophet comes, or in our age, when we are faced with different claims of truth, there are different religions and there are different types of, uh, you know, even atheism. So we are faced with lots of options. How can we be responsible and accountable if we are not able to understand, if we are not able to discern and distinguish between what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is bad? So we have some initial light. This is one estate. The second estate. Very, very generally, I'm talking about very generally, because each of these can be divided into lots of subcategories. The second estate is the estate of having added, acquired light to the God-given light. So there are people who have two types of light. The light which was given to them at the beginning free of charge. That is free of charge. But also they have made a profit. And that is they have acquired additional light. And we will talk about this. This is the main thing that we have to talk. How can we achieve this one? And there is the third estate and that is for the people who have not been able to generate and to acquire the additional light and perhaps perhaps even they have lost the initial light wholly or partly some people lose it completely some people have it still but they haven't been able to add something to it, to build upon it. So there are three general conditions. Inshallah, we want to focus on the transition from the first to the second. This is our point. How can we upgrade ourselves from the first estate to the second? Hoping that Someone like me is not in the third estate. Inshallah, we are between the first and the two. So we want to know how can we upgrade ourselves very fast to the highest levels of the second one. This is the main point, inshallah. If we achieve this understanding, then this would be very helpful. You remember what we talked about Ayatul Kursi? So I don't want to repeat because in Ayatul Kursi we have these three estates mentioned.
And those who were absent, you know, they can maybe later on take the notes from others. I want now to talk about the role of the prophets and the role of the divine books. And then, inshallah, we concentrate on the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, and Quran and the way the Quran teaches us for acquiring this light. First, we start with all the prophets and divine books. In Surah Al-Imran, if you look at page 1, in the bottom of the page, there are three verses. The first one, Surah Al-Imran, which is chapter 3, number 184, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ فَإِنْ كَذَّبُوكَ فَقَدْ كُذِّبَ رُسُلٌ مِّنْ قَبْلِكَ جَاءُوا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ وَالزُّبُرِ وَالْكِتَابِ الْمُنِيرِ If they deny you, if they reject you, if they don't believe in you, if they say you are a liar, don't be surprised. فَقَدْ كُذِّبَ رُسُلٌ مِّنْ قَبْلِكَ this has happened to the prophets also before you. You are not the first one to be rejected. All the prophets before you have come, they also were treated like you. They had come with manifest evidence, with the books, messages from Allah, with enlightening book. So all the books which are brought by the prophets are kitab munir. Munir in Arabic comes from nur. Munir is anara yuniro coming from the root nur. Munir is something which gives light in is illuminating in something that I would love you to think about it. When Allah talks about the prophets who brought books, of course, it's not that every prophet brought a book. You know, out of 124,000 prophets, only some of them brought books. The others, you know, preached and taught about the books of the rest. But anyway, Rusul is plural. Rusul, apostles, messengers. Zobor is plural. Zobor is the plural form of Zabur. But when it comes to Kitab, it says, Wal Kitab al Munir. Not Wal Kutub al Munir. Allah doesn't say they brought in. Lightening or illuminating books. It says book. Why? Yesterday I mentioned, if you remember. Because the book is something which includes all the books which were given to the Prophet. So we have books in, used in two senses. Sometimes we say Torah is a book. Angel is a book. Quran is a book. So we have books. But these all are instances or manifestation of another book. Which is 
a level of Allah's knowledge. And this is why we have in Surah Waqa'ah, I think it's Surah Waqa'ah, إِنَّهُ لَقُرْآنٌ كَرِيمٌ فِي كِتَابٍ مَكْنُونَ Or we say Ahlul Al-Kitab, we don't say Ahlul Al-Kutub. Anyway, so all the prophets came with Kitab Munir, a book which gives light. So Torah has light, Anjil has light, Quran has light, Zabur of Dawood, Prophet David has light, Suhuf of Ibrahim has light. They all have light. Again in Surah Fatir, number 25, very similar to the ayah in Surah Al-Imran. جاءتهم رسلهم بالبينات وبالزبر وبالكتاب المنير If they deny you, if they reject you the same has happened to the people before you their messengers, their apostles came with evidence with different books, different messages and with كتاب المنير the same thing So all the books are Presenting or projecting light. In Surah Ma'idah, Allah talks about Torah in particular. These two were about all the books. But some of the books are mentioned in particular. In the same way, about the prophets. Allah talks about the prophets sometimes in general. But also mention some of the prophets by names. You know that there are many, many prophets which are not mentioned in the Quran. Only very few prophets are mentioned in the Quran. Out of 124,000. Here it specifically talks about Torah. Inna anzalna Torah. We have revealed, we have sent down the Torah. فِيهَا هُدًا وَنُورٌ There is guidance and light. There are guidance and light in the Torah. So Torah that Allah sent down, the Torah which was given to Prophet Musa, had light and it was a source of guidance. In Surah Ma'idah number 46, Allah talks about Torah and Anjil again being sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and says وَقَفَّيْنَا عَلَىٰ آثَارِهِمْ بِعِيسَى بْنِ مَرْيَمِ After them we sent Isa the son of Maryam to follow them مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِمْ مِنَ التَّوْرَةِ Isa alayhi salam was confirming and reaffirming what was mentioned in the Torah. And we also gave him Anjil, Gospel. About Torah, we had now about Anjil. In Anjil, there are light and guidance. 
In Surah An'am 91, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks again about Musa alayhi salam. وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ إِذْ قَالُوا مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ عَلَى بَشَرٍ مِنْ شَيْءٍ قُلْ مَنْ أَنزَلَ الْكِتَابَ الَّذِي جَاءَ بِهِ مُوسَى نُورًا وَحُدًا لِلنَّاسِ Some people don't appreciate what Allah has done. They say Allah has not sent any prophet and has not revealed anything to any person. So they deny basically all the revelations. Then Allah says, so tell them who was the one who sent Torah to Musa. Because some people to deny the Quran, they deny the entire story of the revelation. So Allah says, who sent to Musa the Torah? Nuran wahudan, As light and as a source of guidance. In Surah Hajj, again, it's a general about all the books being Munir, having light. And also in Surah Luqman. So, this leaves no doubt that from Quranic point of view, all divine messages, all divine books, which have come for guiding human beings, they have light. And this light is the light of guidance. This light is different from light of, for example, a star. Or light of, for example, you know, an animal, a plant. Because everything has light. But this is a, a special light. This is a light which can guide. This is a light which we can understand. I and maybe most of human beings cannot understand that everything has light. If we could have understood you know, this, that everything, even, uh, for example, some wood, some plaster, some bricks, stones, everything, even leaves of any tree, they have light. If we would have understood this, then we could have... Faith in Allah without any difficulties. But unfortunately we are not able to see this. In Akhirah, inshallah, we will see that everything has light. But in dunya, Allah has given some special type of light to some people and to his messages. The books that Allah has sent, these have some light that we can understand by our reason. By our thinking, by our heart. The prophets also have some light so that when we listen to them, when we look at them, we that we love them. This is a special light. When it comes to the Quran, this becomes even more obvious although all divine books have light but in the case of Quran this becomes more obvious in Surah A'raf number 157 Allah talks about the light of the Quran Quran has light 
الذين يتبعون الرسول النبي الامي those who follow the apostle the prophet who has come from mecca which is ummul qura who has been one of the illiterate people meaning that he didn't write anything and he didn't re- read anything الذي يجدونه مكتوبا عندهم في التوراه والانجيل the one that they found him registered in their books يأمرهم بالمعروف وينهاهم عن المنكر and then reaches this point فالذين آمنوا به those who believe in this prophet وعزروه and support him ونصروه and assist him واتبعوا النور الذي أنزل معه and followed the light which is sent down with him those who follow the light which has been sent down with him these are the people who will be happy and they will have salvation look at this beautiful expression an-nur alladhi unzila ma'ahu in arabic it was very natural to say unzila ilayh the light which was revealed or sent down to him but allah says sent down with him so this is not a light which comes and the prophet has nothing to do with this light this is the light which has come with the prophet so it means that the prophet and this light this light are united and inshallah we will talk about it later on in surah maida number 15 at the end of the verse qad ja'akum min allah nurun wa kitabun mubin it has come from allah light and a clear book either this light and the book are the same or the light is the prophet and the book is the quran but it seems that it should be both the quran but both is correct in surah nisa number 174 ya ayyuhan nas qad ja'akum burhanun min rabbikum wa anzalna ilaykum nuran mubina o people a demonstration a proof a clear argument has come to you from your lord and we have sent down to you nuran mubina a light which is clear why allah says nuran mubina isn't it part of the definition of light that it must be clear why allah says a light which is clear nuran mubina you may say this is for emphasis but i think the answer is that as we said previously although light by itself is always clear but sometimes some of the lights are of the nature that for us they may not be visible for example all the angels they have light can we see their light no 
Allah himself is the light. Can we see his light? No. Is the problem in the light or is the problem in us? The problem is in us. So, although light by itself is always clear. Indeed, one of the definitions of light is ظاهرون لنفسه مظهرون لغيره Light is something which is clear by itself and makes other things also clear. But still, it's possible that we may not be able to see the light. There is no problem in the light. The problem can be in us. Like a person who has put something on his eyes and cannot see the light of the sun. There is no problem in sun. The problem is here. But the Quran is a light which is clear. And this is why you know we emphasize on the Quran being clear. Kitab Mubin, Nur Mubin. Quran is clear. Every person, even if he is not very much educated, even if he doesn't know any Arabic, any theology, any philosophy, but if he is in uh, the natural and in the default form of the heart, the heart is not distorted. When he reads the Quran or listens to the Quran, understands the Quran and appreciates the Quran and finds the Quran convincing. Many people, without coming from Islamic background, they have embraced Islam because of the Quran. Although, you know, the translations of Quran are not perfect. Some of them are very poor. And no translation can you know, convey the message of the Quran completely. But still, after all these barriers, people see the light of the Quran. And I have heard from reliable people that some people even were able to see when they were not Muslims. Actually, the light coming from the Quran. I have heard cases in Canada and in America that people... So actually light coming from Quran. And they were not Muslims. And then because of this they became Muslims. And we had a case also in Iran. Uh, which is very well known. Karbala'i Kazim. Who lived in the time of great Ayatollah Burujerdi. And some of the people who lived him still are alive. Like Ayatollah Makarim Shirazi. So he was living in a village in uh, the you know surrounding uh, villages in Iraq, and he was very simple man, illiterate, but very sincere and pious. Once in the months of Ramadan, an alim went to the village and talked about the necessity of paying zakat, because you know the farmers uh, are subject to zakat because zakat you know must be paid from certain items and one of them is wheat or barley. So he said that if it becomes wajib, you must pay zakat and otherwise, you know, it's not halal for you to eat and this and that. So he took this seriously and asked his father and also the lord of the village because at that time, you know, there were people who owned the whole village that you must pay zakat. And they didn't accept. 
So he had to leave his family and go to other places just working as a laborer. And after some time, the people sent him message, now we are ready to give zakat, come back. So he went back and started working with his own you know, father and in his own village. Then one day, in the village, you know, there was Imam Zadeh, a tomb for one of the children of Imams. When he visited the Imam Zadeh and went out, two people came and asked him, come with us for ziyarat. He said, I have already been there, I want to go home. They said, no, you must come with us. So they took him inside and then they asked him to read the Quranic verses which were uh, written on the ceiling. And he said, I'm not able to read anything. But they forced him to read. And then he started reading and then he went unconscious. The whole night he went unconscious. Next day people found him. But from that time, he was able to read the whole Quran by heart. And in a very special way, from beginning to the end or from the end to the beginning. Something that we cannot do. Even you know, if I ask you to recite Surah Fatiha al-Kitab, from end to beginning, it takes you time or you have to write it down. But he was reading from the beginning to the end, from the end to the beginning... So they took him to Qom to test him. And ulama marajah, they tested him. They asked lots of questions. Even Ayatollah Marashi Najafi asked him to listen to whole recitation of the Quran, which is what we have to check with him, you know, is his Quran different or is the same? It was the same. And one of the things that people were doing with him was showing him books, which are textbooks in the Hose, like Mughni. You know, we have a book called Mughna al-Labib, which is in Arabic uh, grammar. And it has lots of Quranic verses as examples. It is said that in the whole book, there are eight jaws of Quran. So, Talabe, to test him, they were putting these Arabic texts in front of him and saying, what is Quran, what is not Quran? And he was quickly putting his finger on the Quranic verses. And they asked him, how do you know this? He said, I see light. He was not able to read, but he was just able to distinguish because light was coming. So, the Quran has light, but this light is sometimes hidden from us. The light which we can see by these eyes. But, it has another light which we can understand by our reason, by our heart. This is something which is open for, to everyone. But those who have that vision, they can see the light. And inshallah we will talk about also a'mal. The same is true about a'mal. If we had sharp vision, if you say, Allahu Akbar, I could see the light coming out from your mouth. If you pray, I could see the light of prayer. But because we don't have that vision, we have just to accept and trust. 
So the Quran is Nuran Mubina, is a light, but a light which is not supposed to remain hidden. It's a light which can be understood. A light that you can feel. This is very important. You know, like some people that they speak, they behave in the way that you can feel that there is some piety or, you know, something in them. But sometimes you cannot feel. So it depends. But in the case of Quran, every person who is in the default form of heart would be able to understand. In Surah Shura number 52, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَذَلَكَ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ رُوحًا مِنْ أَمْرَنَا We have revealed to you a spirit from us, مَا كُنْتَ تَدْرِي مَا الْكِتَابُ وَلَا الْإِيمَانُ You didn't know about the Qur'an and about the faith. The Qur'an is not from the Prophet. The Qur'an is from Allah. The Prophet didn't create Qur'an or didn't compose the Qur'an. It has come from Allah. وَلَكِنْ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُورًا We have made this Qur'an light. نَهْدِي بِهِ مَنْ نَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا with this Qur'an, we guide those servants of us with whom we are pleased. Whenever you find in the Qur'an, when Allah says, we guide the people with whom we are pleased, or whatever, it means those who are qualified. Because it's not arbitrary. We guide the people who are, we are, uh, we are pleased with them, those who are qualified, those who deserve. Okay, so... All divine books are light. There is something special about the Prophet Muhammad In the case of the Prophet Muhammad, Allah says in the Quran that the Prophet also is light. I don't want to say that other prophets were not light. But this is not mentioned in the Quran. So there must be a reason for that. When it comes to the books, Allah says all the books are light. And give light. But when it comes to the prophets, Allah only talks about the Prophet Muhammad being the source of light. Where? In Surah Ahzab. Number 46. Allah says, Ya ayyuhan nabi, inna arsalnaka shahidan wa mubashiran wa nadira. If you want, you can go also to page 4. I have put uh, all the verses from 41 to 58 because we have to reflect on these verses, inshallah, tomorrow. But it starts from this part, Ya ayyuhan nabi is 45. Ya ayyuhan nabi, inna arsalnaka shahidan wa mubashiran wa nadira, and then 46, wa da'iyan ilallaha bi'idhnihi wa sirajan munira. O the Prophet, we have sent you as a witness. The Prophet is a witness and testimony for whatever he says. If you want to see 
what does the Quran teach? And how Quran, you know, asks us to be? Look at the Prophet. The Prophet is perfectly showing what the Quran wants a human being to be. He is a witness. He gives good tidings and he warns. This is very important. You remember yesterday we talked about this. With Allah's leave, with Allah's permission, people can guide. So he invites people and calls people towards Allah with his invitation, with his blessing, with his leave. I cannot invite someone to your house without your leave. Yeah? I must be your agent so can I, I can invite people to your house. The Prophet can invite people to Allah in the sense of guidance which we explained yesterday. That this guidance is a special guidance. So, the Prophet takes people and invites people to the house of Allah with Allah's leave. And then, وَسْرَاجًا munira. We have sent you as a siraj. Siraj means light. Like lamp. Yeah? Like Latin. But for showing how much shining and illuminating this light is, says Sirajan Munira. Every Siraj is Munir. If a Siraj is off, it is useless. Every Siraj is shining. But this is Sirajan Munira. So our Prophet. Himself is shining. It's not only that he carries the Quran which is shining. And this is why I told you Allah says Unzila Ma'ah Ma'ah. Not only Unzila Ilai. The light which is sent and is with him, not only is sent to him. So the Prophet doesn't carry a light. Or a torch. The Prophet himself is presenting and projecting light. This is the light of the Prophet. Now, how this light continues? What is the fuel of this light? And is there any chance for us? To become like that light, of course, to our own capacity. This is what, inshallah, we have to talk, inshallah, tomorrow. But uh, if you could reflect on verses 41 to 58 of Surah Ahzab, chapter 33, would be very helpful. Verses 41 to 58 from Surah Ahzab. To understand... How the Prophet manages to keep this light and how we can also have this light. This is inshallah what we are going to talk.